Hello again, Hope family. Can you believe that Christmas is this Saturday? And that means that 2022 is right around the corner. And yet, if you woke me up tomorrow and told me it's still March of 2020, I don't think I'd bat an eye. I'd be like, oh yeah, that was a weird dream. But before I fall into the rabbit hole about how weird time is, let us return to our ongoing conversations about solitude and silence. Again, I hope that you have been able to incorporate some solitude and silence into your regular rhythms. And if you haven't, perhaps it's something to consider as we head into the new year. We've talked much about the why of solitude and silence and even the how. Today, I'd like to look at the end game. What are we after in solitude and silence? In secular meditation, the goal is often a zen-like state of nothingness to just completely empty the mind for the sake of peace. The goal is to be unencumbered by the weights of this world. And a fine goal, but not exactly Christ-like. Our goal is not relaxation for its own sake. Going back to the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 19, when he escapes the wilderness, his story doesn't end with him picnicking under the lone broom tree eating angel food cakes. That part of his story was a preparation for the journey ahead, a pilgrimage deeper into the wilderness. When the angel of the Lord wakes Elijah up the second time, he is told, get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. Here is Ruth Haley Barton imagining Elijah's response. What journey? I thought I made myself pretty clear. I said I was done, finished. I'm kind of enjoying this little picnic under the solitary broom tree, and I'm not going anywhere. Elijah was fleeing for his life, throwing in the towel on his ministry. He was done. And this silence and solitude, it was a nice change of pace. An angel to feed him, a tree to shade him, and no queens to kill him. What more could a prophet ask for? Whether you came to solitude and silence out of desperation, like Elijah, or simply because I told you to, whether you find it easy and relaxing, or it's been difficult to step into, the ends are not the means. Solitude and silence are means, but they are not ends in and of themselves. Solitude and silence are a place where we empty ourselves. We bring gratitude, grief, stress, our desires and goals, all that is within us, and we leave it at the foot of Christ. There is a sacrificial nature to it all. It is a form of dying to ourselves, but it is not punitive or sadistic. We are not punishing ourselves. Instead, we are submitting ourselves to the perfect will of a loving Father. We are, in the words of Paul to the church in Philippi, putting on the mind of Christ who emptied himself. We are not emptied for God to lord it over us. We are emptied so that we may be filled with that which is truly life-giving. Again, Paul says, this time to the church in Rome, Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him, so that we may too walk in newness of life. Our emptying feels like sacrifice because of our ego, but it is truly a gift. It opens us up to receive that which we could never achieve. After Elijah gets up and moves on, he is brought to Mount Horeb to hear from God. Mount Horeb is often known by another name. Mount Sinai. This is where God met Moses in the burning bush and then again after the Exodus. Mount Horeb is surrounded by desert, 
actually like five deserts. The desert of Sinai, the desert of Zin, the desert of Shur, the desert of Paran, and the eastern desert. We're told that Elijah traveled 40 days and 40 nights through the desert to get to a cave on Mount Sinai. There's a lot going on here that we could dig into, but I like what Christian author and therapist Dan Allender writes in The Healing Path. He says that, Our spiritual journey must lead through the desert, or else our healing will be the product of our own will and wisdom. It is in the poverty of the desert that we see clearly our attachments to the trinkets and baubles we cling to for security and pleasure. The desert shatters the soul's arrogance and leaves body and soul crying out in thirst and hunger. In the desert, we trust God or die. You may feel like you are in the midst of a desert. But as we approach Christmas, we are reminded that the waiting is not wasted. The desert leads to the mountain, and the emptying is fulfilling. Silence and solitude are our entryway into the desert, and God may call us further in, but God is waiting to meet us there. For today's practice, here is what Ruth Haley Barton writes. All of us have places in our life that feel very empty. Sometimes they exist simultaneously with places that are very full. The empty places are the ones we usually try to avoid. Yet God is waiting to meet us in the midst of our emptiness. Where are the empty places in your life right now? Are you willing to acknowledge them and walk into them as Elijah did? During your time in silence, sit with your hands gently open on your lap as a way of expressing your willingness to be empty in God's presence. Sit in the place of emptiness in your life and imagine that it is a receptacle for the very presence of God. Remember that we cannot demand that God fill the emptiness on our terms. Let it be enough to experience your emptiness in a new way, no longer as a scary, dark, and barren place, but as a place of openness, receptivity, and spiritual possibility.